Hey, Hey, man. How are you, buddy? Doing okay. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. Just having like my seventh espresso of the day. How come? I don't know. Mondays. Mondays got you down, buddy. <laughs> uh, too much coffee uh, makes me want to jump off a building. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing worse than a coffee-driven anxiety buzz. <laughs> yeah, are you flirting with it or? No, no. This is. It's like I think it's my. It's my second shot of espresso. Yeah. And you're making it at home. Yeah. Good old. What do you got? What are you working off of? I got an espresso machine. It's red. You know, a little flare. Nice. <laughs> That's great. A little little flare for the kitchen. So I like I. Uh, I do shot of espresso and then I throw some ice in it. So it's like is that it's basically an americano, but it's without water. Oh, lovely! Yeah. How about you, buddy? How's the weekend? Mostly good. Mostly good. <laughs> 80, 80 to ninety percent good. Yeah, eighty. <laughs> How about you? Fucking B minus, buddy. No, it's fine. Yeah. Did a little. Um, did a little dinner. Where'd you go? Give me a little bit of a uh, a rerun here. What was the name of that place? Went to Assembly Row, which was absolutely okay. jammed. <laughs> I haven't been over there. Is it an absolute scene? There's just I don't know where all the people come from, dude. There's just so much, <laughs> so much going on. But went to a sushi spot i'm blanking on the name like foku or something <sighs> actually ran into Good. ran into devin tringali of a cushman wakeman fame or cushman wakefield who works there on their downtown team nice so yeah couple brokers getting sushi yeah yeah, That's like a Seinfeld a, show. It could be, right? Yeah, it could be. He's actually a dude that like is is a normal guy and a good dude. But there are definitely people that could have been like that. I having if I saw them, I'd just be like, oh, I'm probably just gonna pretend to make a phone call here. That's that's a powerful move. I like to do that. <laughs> I like to do that to people on the street asking for money, like the <laughs> not homeless people. Yeah, like uh, people raising money for charity. Like, oh, no, no, yeah. I got to take this. <laughs> uh, I love it. Well, uh, last time we did this, we didn't get much further than starting to scratch the surface of the start, stop, continue idea. And then towards the end of our conversation, we started talking a little bit about trust, a little bit about HQO. Mm-hmm. Where, where do you want to start? I gave uh... – I gave start, stop, continue some some more thoughts. So I think I have definitive answers, at least tentative answers for now. As pl- I have placeholders, we'll call it placeholders. Hard maybes. <laughs> I'm gonna give all these hard maybes unless I yeah. hear, hear you say something better. <laughs> Ooh, I like that one. Yeah, I, I'm gonna hop like hop on on your. <laughs> I feel like you you're you're good at shit like this. Uh my start is reading five pages a day. Reading. <laughs> so I I uh, I love when people call me out for like, oh, I read this book. You're like, did you read it? And I, usually I listen to books on tape because, like you, I like the audio format. Um, but I like I woke up this morning like quarter to seven, and. Uh, I got a used copy of Old Man in the Sea, and I'm <laughs> rereading Old Man in the Sea for the first time in like 25 years. But wow, a classic! A fucking classic, buddy. And <laughs> the best thing about Old Man in the Sea, and I I haven't read enough Hemingway in my day to make a a broad statement on his writing cadence, but it's like borderline Doctor Seuss sentence construction. It's freaking awesome. 
No, it's, it's a quick look. I read five pages in less than five minutes this morning. Um, and it's, I kind of, I kind of forget what happens in the book. So I might read more than five pages today. So I'm going to try, <laughs> basically, I'm going to try to read um, 35 pages a week, actually physically reading it. That's my start. What do you think of that? Well, yeah, I have a couple thoughts. Number one is I'd like to circle back in a few weeks so that you can tell me whether or not I should revisit old man in the sea. Like I love the idea of going back to something that was assigned to me six times that I never read Yeah. throughout my school years. So I think that's great. Um, and then it sounds like you have a little guilt around listening versus reading. So does, does listening to the audio book not count? Um, uh... No, I think it definitely counts, right? I I think um, I think there's something to there's something about there's something I'm like taking back my my reading reps. I think a little bit because I don't know about other people, but I all I do is is read emails and read contracts, basically, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I the only really the only time now I'll I'll read a book is when I'm on vacation. So maybe there's some there's some associative thing there where it, where it actually feels like I'm taking a little vacation. But it it was like kind of a funny thing to like wake up and and just like almost like 5 minutes of like sort of meditation a little bit, you know. Um well, it's like a it, you were on offense and not defense, right? Like I usually pick up my phone, and and it, like I think the worst way to start your day, and I do it probably seventy percent of the time, is look at your phone and like immediately start feeling frantic. Yeah, yeah, and I think it. I I think the, I think that where that habit comes from is you're probably going to read something and then get distracted by inbound or whatever it is. And then you, all of a sudden you're just fucking, you're sprinting before you warmed up. Um, yeah. And you're like, wait a second. I, I still have to like make my bed, make coffee, take a shower. Like, should I have gone this bed, far dude. down this? F- Look at you. Yeah. I make my bed every day. You're all grown up. <laughs> but like you get started down this path. You're like, so I'm just going to start fucking work right now like that's not right yeah right so i don't know i love that greens i'd love to hear how that goes the the thing whether or not i always have time to to do it in the morning i I, it was like there's something calming about it i will say Uh, five pages you get time for five pages if you don't have time for five pages you're doing something wrong absolutely dude absolutely (laughs) i love that so start reading five pages a day first thing in the morning yeah. And I, okay. I will be tracking it in my habit tracker. Love it. Did you also have stop and continue or do you want, do you want is that enough for now? You're really, you're really, <laughs> I'm really asking a lot, dude. <laughs> um, I, I, I didn't, I didn't get that far. I think, I think if I'm going to continue something, um, I have continue. I don't know that I have stop yet. Cause I, I think okay. only because stop is, is like I said, last time it's just a, it's a longer, it's a longer list. Um, and to, it becomes daunting to try to just like cleanse yourself day one. So I'll get back to you on that. Yep. Putting a note, okay. on, um, but continue. I, I, I think I've found a lot of value in, in just sort of tracking my own habits and behavior. <laughs> Um, how, how have I found value? I guess, that yes, but my, how do you track them? So I have, I have, uh, like professional and, and personal sort of things like that. I'm just tracking day to day in an Excel spreadsheet. Um, and I started, I started doing that I and mean, look at my spreadsheet, Tom. 2019 I started doing that in June and it started it started by uh I was just tracking 
workouts, mileage run, uh, how many times I stretch a week, how many times I foam roll a week. That's what I started with in June. But it's really, I mean, it's exactly what you would, you would expect. And then obviously if, if, if I'm focusing on my fitness stuff or just for, for me, like I'm at my best when I'm exercising, sleeping and eating relatively well. And that's pretty intuitive, but I, I was talking to somebody about this, this weekend. It's like when you're on an airplane, they tell you to put your oxygen mask on first before you, <laughs> before you help other people. Um, that, I think that's like the, my bare minimum, putting my oxygen mask on personally. So like I, it started out with fitness stuff. And then as, as I got the hang of like what was important or, or, or what was like actually, you know, cause you can, you can set up habit tracking and, and be like sort of cheat the system or, or just be like, this is dumb. I'm not going to track this. Um, I then started to track my, my professional behavior during the work week based on a few habits. And there's, there's a basically one-to-one ratio on, on like my, like my efficiency at work based on whether or not I'm putting my oxygen mask on, which is pretty, that's really interesting. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, man. So you've got, you notice a trend that if, you're doing those are like the big three right i mean yeah sleep i think so. eating well and exercising yeah um you notice that that stuff leaks into into work yeah sets you up sets a good foundation for being effective at work yeah absolutely because i it, on, on a you feel better but it also it makes you have to for me like i i am prone to getting caught up in whatever's in front of me. So it, it kind of forces me to be more regimented to think about when I want to exercise, like um, when I'm really good, like what I'm going to eat and where, how I'm going to do it. And, uh, and it, it almost becomes part of your daily schedule management. Do you get overwhelmed at all by, like over tracking stuff? I, I, that's, that's where, um, that's why it's, it's sort of been an iterative process. Right. So like I started, I started, um, tracking, uh, like networking events I was going to a week or networking coffees I was having say, um, as granular as like new business touches, number of new business touches a day. And that became, um, at first it was like, it was, it was like putting points on a scoreboard and I liked it. Um, but inevitably it becomes, um, like if, if you're on tour for half a day or you're, you have like a more meeting intensive day, then it can bring you off track. Um, and that's okay. But sometimes it, it, it can get to a point where it's like becomes, um, it handcuffs you a little bit instead of like, because the numbers become so daunting, right? If you're, if you have 25 new business emails hanging over your, your head on Friday, yeah, you can hundred percent do that. But like, you're probably not going to do anything but that for at least half the day. So it's, it's about um, like setting goals and setting like realistic goals. And then what I've found is that um, not only has like my um, fulfillment of my goals, progressively gotten better my goals have have gotten more um i guess ambitious on on both personally and professionally so like i'm i'm now running more i'm doing more in the weight room um and i'm starting to layer in like like this reading thing i i see as like a mental piece and i would lump it in with like uh meditation or like breath work which i really like but it's harder for me to um, prioritize that. So, started I started super simple, and it's it's definitely 
it's grown. That's great. That sounds effective. Yeah, but if you look, <laughs> if you look at my, uh, if you look at my my body weight, <laughs> it stayed pretty constant. Which I'm I'm gonna call a win. I'm gonna call a win. And that's just that's yeah. Diet. That's just that's diet to me is the last thing that that's really hard to tighten tighten up. Do you mind if I chase down something you mentioned? Uh, no. The um, I'd love you to riff on networking and coffee meetings. <sighs> yeah. So. That was a big, big sigh. Well, I just, it's something, it's something, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm pretty outgoing, um, social guy, but it's something like to go to like a hundred person networking event is like, I, I, I kind of hate it. Um, but I always, it's, it's almost like public speaking for me where it's like, it becomes a source of like, Oh, I got to do that. Um, but I'm always happy I did after it. Um, so it, it becomes like for, for me, I'm more, I'm more excited about just going and having, having a cup of coffee to get to know somebody one-on-one because it, it's organic. Um, and the coffee is, the, yeah, like a, a a coffee is with with really no agenda, just someone that like you probably should know from a business standpoint, but don't really have any. You know, it's not like I'm having cups of coffee and I, I'm maybe you know casually talking about trust, so they know what I'm doing, but I'm not pitching somebody on trust. That's that's to me is a networking coffee, which is very different from like a, hey, this is what trust is, and I'd love to help you find your space, right? Um, whereas like networking events, I just, I just, I hate it's, I, I feel like it's, it's really tough to, um, to have an organic interaction with someone you don't know in that format. It's, it's not dissimilar to like a long format podcast vis-a-vis like, I don't know, a, a, a quick, a quick interview on CNN or something like that. Like it's just a better, it's just a better format to get to know somebody. And, um, I just, I, there's nothing worse than having a conversation with somebody at a networking event and having them look over your shoulder, trying to figure out who else they want to talk to. And that's just not like, I, I don't know. I don't necessarily think that that person is always a dickhead. <laughs> it's just like, that's the nature of that sort of formatting. Would you ever consider that, those networking events are a waste of time. I think it would be tough for me to make, I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't have the data personally for me, but I do know, um, you know, I've met people at stuff like that and had like a good positive interaction with them. And that becomes a basis for follow-up. Uh, we're hopefully in that sort of, minute interaction they feel like you're not predatory um and and would agree to have so it becomes a follow-up for that it's almost like the top of funnel for for like coffees with somebody that you had no reason to get coffee with them prior what, what do you think the goal is of going to a 100 person networking event where you show up and you put on a name tag and you grab a craft beer that nobody wants to drink and you hold it in your hand until it gets warm and you just kind of like move around and talk to people. Like, What's the goal there? It's, it's, everybody's there for some reason, right? Like on a fundamental level, I'm a service provider. So I'm trying to broaden my network to make new business pursuits. Um, I guess easier unless, you know, it, it, it basically augments your ability to, to reach out warmly to people that hopefully you're doing business with. Um, the irony of it is like, 
you know, if you're going to like a startup event, everybody's there for something. Everybody's there trying to find customers. Everybody's there trying to, you know, have that interaction with uh, a potential investor um, or, or like a potential mentor or, or whatever it is. Um, and it feels like the second you, the second you're a service provider, like it, it minimizes like, like at the, on a fundamental level, everybody's there to try to get something to move their business forward. Um, and I think that there are like, there, you know, as like, it's almost stigmatized as for a a service provider to go to something like that. Um, which I think is unfair, but probably a result of the, you know, symptomatic of the fact that entrepreneurs and investors are getting hit up by a bunch of people that don't have the tact to reach out on for, for the right reason or with anything compelling or of substance, you know, um, you know, like you're in, you're in the furniture business now. The last tech networking event I, I went to, I bumped into a, uh, a furniture vendor that I've actually used and referred business to in the past. Um, and that person followed up and was like, you know, we should, we should grab dinner or something like that. And the reality is like, I know what you do. I don't, I don't necessarily need to grab dinner with you. Um, it's so it's a fine line because I'm also doing that to other people too, and they probably feel the same way at times. But uh, any coffee or any any relationship I'm trying to build, I I generally don't lead with what like what I do every day. It's it's like more a discovery on what that person's working on. And is there any, any connection I can help them with or any value I can add? Um, and maybe not everybody goes at it that way, but it, it's, I think for me, T, I think it's like, it feels like a cop out to be like, you know, networking events are a waste of time just because I don't like doing it. But I, I do know other brokers that are like, fuck that. I'll get a meeting with that person anyway. So. Yeah, I, I'm genuinely curious. Like, I think that like my little rant about the craft beer showed my cards a little bit that um, they're really uncomfortable for me too. Really uncomfortable. Um, and I think that most of, most of the time I leave there disappointed. You know, partially in myself and my approach, but, um, you know, is that the best use of my time? Like if it's like a new business effort, I think you had a lot of things that you said that are really smart. It's like to show up and to just have somebody pull your string and give the 42nd trust pitch 30 Mm -hmm. times and collect business cards. Like, yeah, maybe from a numbers perspective, like, you hit enough people with it, something might work, but um, I'm like much more receptive to somebody that's just curious. Like I almost uh, like feel prickly when you open with, so what do you do? It's like, yeah. fuck man, do we have to start there? Yeah. Like you really, um, you really want to do this? yeah man it's like it's sort of like when you run into somebody from high school and they're like what are you up to you married kids what do you do for work it's like like there's a reason we haven't seen each other in in 20 years what if we just say it's really nice seeing your face give them a hug and say i hope you have a great year like like i don't know do we have to do that but i think like the networking thing it's really uncomfortable for me too and the Follow-up to that is, um, I wrote it this way, and it sounds kind of goofy, but I want to ask it this way. It, how do you convince people to get coffee with you? Mm. I don't know. I always, I always sort of position it as, um, 
I'd love, you know, I'd love to hear more about what you're up to. Uh, and, and, and if it's an entrepreneur, <clears throat> pick their brain about certain things that they're doing. Cause I, I, I think I've been across the way, the way I have to chase business is very different. Um, and it's more in line with, uh, you know, a, a larger scale sort of B2B sale than it is traditional brokerage. Um, and that's, that's a very foreign, uh, that's, it, or it's more familiar now, but, I, but it, when I started, it was a foreign sort of animal to me. So, so a lot of times when I'm meeting with founders or, or, you know, people in, uh, VP of sales positions. Um, it's like, what are you guys using for CRM? And like, what are you, uh, how much inbound are you getting? How much, uh, like how much organic outbound are you doing it? And how are you doing it at scale? Um, cause with trust, it's more of a, it's more of a numbers game. Um, in addition to that, like the more standard uh, pointed ongoing relationship building stuff. I don't, I, um, there's like a transition there that I want to resist the temptation to take and just say like, so this seems like a good time to tell me about trust. Um, <laughs> I don't want to do that. I'd, I'd like to like press on this a little bit cause it's interesting to me. And if it isn't for you, then just let me know. But like, what do you think? I know you probably don't have hard data, but, what do you think your conversion rate is on like coffee asks to actually sitting down for coffee? Uh, I, it's pretty good actually. I, I think it's better than 50%. That is really good. Um, and it goes back to, it goes back to um, generally when I'm asking someone for coffee, it's not entirely cold. Um, there's some touch point there, there's some mutual relationship that lends credibility to what I'm doing or who I'm doing it for. Um, and a lot of people, the people that say no are usually, it's not, it's not a hard no either. It's like, it's the... Hey, like I'm jammed right now for the holidays. Let's catch up Q1. Um, and yeah, so I, I'd say it's it's closer to 100% than it is to 50%. Gotcha. Okay. I'm just curious. Like, that could also just be like, am I reaching out? Am I reaching out and getting meetings that are easier to get? Probably. Um, which may or may not be correct, but the other thing too, is it, it, it can, you know, if you have, say you have two to three sort of net new coffees and you're walking away from those coffees with something you can do for that person that can actually, it can get time consuming. Right. So the other thing that I, that I think I try to gauge before I get together with somebody is like, is this somebody that's a, that's inherently, you know, are, are they like-minded? Like, do they, do they want to build a mutually beneficial like symbiotic relationship or is this person just going to take, take, take. And, um, it's actually, it's, it's, uh, as like, I don't, I don't see myself as a transactional person. Like, Hey, I got you this meeting. Like you got to get me this client or get me in front of this person. Um, I think, mm -hmm. I think more people than would let on are, you know, might behave that way. Do you show up with a plan? Like if I say yes to coffee, it's probably, I'm probably a bad example for you, but if I say yes and you know you're going to have 30 minutes 
how do you look at that meeting? Like you wake up and you look at your calendar and you have two of those. Do you have a standard like go-to set or maybe like a framework that you use to, I, to prep? I think uh, without like anyone I'm getting together with, I, I feel really bad about it. And it, it's sometimes it's like a seniority thing. Like I would never reach out to David Fialco or, or our, our partner from general catalyst, Adam Balkan and be like, Hey, I just want to catch up with you for an hour. Um, because I know that they can be more, they can be way more helpful to me um, than I can be to them. So I, so if I'm reaching out to a, a lot of times like a younger entrepreneur or, or a, a VC that's like of a similar vintage, I generally, I genuinely go into that meeting thinking that I can help them in some way. And it's about discovering that, that, um, how I can help them in that conversation. So that's different. I like that landed with me big time. Like I think that some of the stuff you said earlier is actually not how you, <laughs> you look at it. Like earlier you said, uh, like you want to learn about somebody's business and pick their brain. But I think that what you just said there is way more powerful. Like you're going to have a meeting to see if there is anything that you can do for this person, mm -hmm. like to be of service yeah. to me. That is way, way stronger. And I think that, um, and I'm sure that you probably do, but I try to like lead with, I try to figure that out ahead of hand, like ahead of time and offer that as a reason to meet. Yeah. And I think it's like, I think that sounds pretty good on paper, but it's like, if I, I'm trying to do another round of, of meeting with brokers, you know, folks I've sat with before and folks I haven't. And now I feel more like you do in your seat where it's like, I genuinely think that I can help brokers, even if that means I can't work with them directly, but if I can help them reframe, um, thinking about getting scrappy around furniture for one of their clients. Like I think that I have things in my brain and things that sit in spreadsheets in our Google drive. Now that would be really valuable. So that's all. I, I don't, I don't want to get up on a soapbox, but I think that what you just said is really strong. Like instead of uh, prepping and like going through somebody's LinkedIn history and finding out who else they know on the fucking Harvard lacrosse team, it's like, let me try to understand what this person works on every day and see if I can think about what might be important right now. And if there's any alignment there, I think that's really strong. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, it certainly has worked for me. Uh, there, are, you know, there are definitely people that are either so busy or think that they're so busy that like mm. that augmenting their network doesn't become or isn't appealing um and those are people that you know we probably weren't gonna like each other anyway <laughs> from the guy in the back you're right. probably not gonna get it anyway <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i, I love it that's i don't think that's unique to me either i think um i think no i don't think that we're like uh illuminating any like deep mysteries but it's just I think it's worth calling out. Like, I think that there's a lot of people that I've sat with that fucking suck at coffee meetings. Yeah. Like I've, I've had coffees where if it's a 28 minute meeting, I spoke for 20 seconds, literally, and just got talked at for 27 and change. Yeah. So like, I think it's a little, it's a little different for you, right? Because your potential customer also has opinions about how to grow a business, <laughs> which, they, which they, they might really enjoy uh, explaining to you. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think I'm even talking about just like uh, people that are like adjacent to the startup ecosystem and fancy themselves as like connectors. Um, 
like I've sat down with people where it's just like, I get it. Like, you know, everybody, you're well connected. Uh, it just, it's, it's just really one sided, which yeah. even if I'm, I have nothing to sell. Most of the, most of my meetings so far have been nothing to sell. Right. Um, Cause we didn't know what we were doing. So that's really new. Uh, though, Cause that, I mean, that's implicit in what, in what, why you're getting together with somebody too. Right. And, 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 and me, it's, it can be as simple as making a connection and that can be very helpful. Um, but it, it's nuanced. I, I, there's, it's a very fine line where I'll walk away from something and be like, I did not enjoy that conversation. I wish I did, <laughs> but. Or like, I shouldn't have done that. That was a bad use of one hour to commute here and to sit down and have coffee. Yeah. So. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, I got to try a hard transition here. Are you okay for, uh, to go for a few more minutes? <laughs> You're going to hard stop me. <laughs> Not at all, dude. I have nothing, uh, until noon, but I don't want to, um, keep you if you can't. I got a hard stop you here, T. No, I'm good. <laughs> uh, just trying to think about where we should go. Like, do you at all want to talk about, um, <clears throat> like get in the weeds on what you're doing every day and what you're focused on this year? I, I am, I'd like to, to come back to that because I think that this week, you know, like I thought a lot about how I want to attack this year over the holidays and I'm still formulating like that plan. I want to come back. I want to circle back around on that. Um, it just, uh, it's very fresh in my brain. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm going to hold you to that. Take a little note here for our next chat. That sucks. I don't know what to do other than to introduce this really fucking big question and (laughs) to see where it lands for you. But, um, so I'm trying to straddle the line of like goals, habits. Like I think goals and habits are completely different things. And I'm trying to be more habit focused instead of selecting goals. But there's also a long-term directional thing that I'm really interested in hearing other people talk about. So you may try to punt this one on me also, <laughs> but I'm bringing the house and I'm going to try to block this punt. <laughs> um, if you think about like a long-term goal personally, professionally, and I know that there's a lot of overlap, like what are you chasing that you'd like to accomplish or have <laughs> in 10 years? Uh I, so I went back and listened to after we we did our thing on Friday. I went back and listened to um, listen to like all of your your last. I, I'm going to call them verbal verbal diaries. Um, I thought you were going the other no, word that sounds no, like diary. I think uh, <laughs> I'm I'm blown away by your comfortability and and sometimes vulnerability, right? That goes for what, what you're doing here. And also with the stuff you're doing on LinkedIn. Um, I think in, and you and I have talked about this in the past. I think that, uh, what I'm ultimately chasing is, is like autonomy and, um, autonomy in, you know, I think it, it, for me, it manifests itself in a couple ways. One of them is financially, right? Like I'm, I'm financially autonomous right now, but I, you know, I'm not in a place financially where I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. Um, and I'd like to get there. 
<laughs> uh, and I think that, you know, that, that ultimately bumps into um, at some point, you know, having my own business uh, or a considerable leader leadership position in a, in a business where um, my thoughts and opinions and uh, instincts are, are driving the direction of, of the ship. And to some extent that, you know, that's, that was why this position at trust was, was um, really appealing and it's, and it's fulfilled that in some ways, but at the end of the day, you know, like we still have a board and, I'm not a founder of this company and I'm not on the executive team. So I can give my opinions on product. I can give my opinions on, um, on what I, what I think the right direction is to take the business and those inform ultimately the decisions that are being made at the top. And I, you know, in 10 years, if I'm not in that room somewhere, then what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> that's, that's the way I'm looking at it. So that that might have been a that might have been like a vague cop out, but um, I don't think it is at all. You gave some good. That wasn't vague at all. I also, like ten years is really far away. Yeah, I, I was thinking that as you were going through this, like, um, think about what we were doing ten years ago. Oh boy. <laughs> I was doing laundry and you and Ailes were coming into the city. Yeah, 26. It's, yeah. it's it's sort of hard to like think about what I would have been doing on a Monday at 1045 at 26. Yeah, and if you had asked me when I was 26, I probably would have overestimated where I'd be at 35 um, relative to where I am now, but you know, I, there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of growth both professionally and personally now that I'm thinking about it. You know, I think my bed was still on the ground. I didn't even have metal things. <laughs> I think that's coming back around to being kind of cool. Yeah. Platform yeah. beds. I wasn't doing it because it was cool. I just didn't. <laughs> didn't understand that those things only cost like 15 bucks. <laughs> Um, I was just looking up the word autonomy when you said it. It's like the right or condition of self-government. Similar would be independence, self-rule, freedom, self-determination. There's a lot of there's a lot of that. That's a big word though. Autonomy. Like I, I looked it up because I wasn't fully sure. Like I had thought, you know, being free or being able to like self-govern is, is a good one. Um, yeah. But when you started saying it, I was like, why 10 years? Like, why not? Yeah. Five. Why not now? Yeah. And the other thing too is like, depending on how you set your, if say you take a professional attack, depending on how you set up your business, you're always sort of going to answer to somebody. Um, which is like, I, I envy and think it's really smart the way you and Kev have set this business up. Cause it is like, you're sort of left to your own devices right now. And that's great. Um, and to a, to a certain extent I am too. Um, but you know, if you take venture money, you're beholden to your investors and, uh, and your board and it's, it's, you know, you'll, you'll always have to answer to your customers. So that's, that's the nature of, of having a business. Um, but I also, you know, you see entrepreneurs and you see business owners that have like really set something up that just seems to be just like, I, I guess like lends itself really well to the way that they live their life. 
you know, like I look going, going back to HQO, I look at a kid like Chase Garbarino and, um, he like lives and breathes his business and he is a great dad and he's a great husband, very good time management, very good, uh, work-life balance in my estimation. Like can't, can't say enough how impressed I am with his, like, I guess, I guess I would, I would bucket it as like a maturity. Um, like he's not, he's not like the hustle porn guy. It's not like uh, I get, three hours of sleep and I'm growing a sweet business. It's like he is very uh, disciplined about how he attacks his day. And um, I had a recent conversation with him where we were talking about, it was just kind of talking about how, how he attacks his day. Because like, to me, like when I go and I'll go and work out out of their office sometimes and he is, uh, very rarely sitting at his desk he's he's in like whether they're informal or scheduled he's like in the office because he's there to meet with his team make decisions for the to and like basically enable his business to to keep growing and and run itself um and part of that is like the people he surrounds himself with but uh you know he's got a almost one-year-old maybe older maybe older than one um and that's a new that's a new sort of wrinkle in his ability to work out in the morning and like spend time with his wife and that's those are demands that i i can't really pretend to even have right now you know um so i don't know i just kind of lost my my train of thought but I think, I think that's high praise. I mean, you've mentioned Chase before. I'd love to chat with him, maybe record it, and uh, and have some of these conversations with him. I think that's really interesting. Like I, I kind of pushed you on autonomy and self governance, and that was where you ended up. So I think that's really, really interesting. Um. Another, just to, going back to your, the email that you sent me on Friday ahead of our time together um, and, and people that I think are doing really cool stuff in, in Boston and sort of the commercial real estate world. One, one person I did want to mention, um, one, because I, I love them and two, because I, I think it was a really interesting career move that they made. Um, Sam Schaefer, uh, great, great guy um very very good real estate mind and like very solid pedigree as it relates to like what he's done to date but he uh, effectively um left a position at tishman spire which is a obviously a, a, a massive uh owner of real estate globally uh in that in that his job there um he was effectively, you know, managing uh, customer relationships globally. So, you know, if they have Barclays as a tenant in New York, how do the how do they um, make sure Barclays is happy, and how do they grow that relationship within their portfolio globally? Um, so he's, you know, he was traveling a bunch, very high powered position. Um, you know, one of the one of the top guys at Tishman for sure, which is like, uh, they're, they're a great owner of real estate. Um, and he recently left that position and started as the CEO of a, um, a company that's headquartered here in, in Massachusetts called Hobbsbrook. And they have not entirely sure what their, their portfolio is, but it, it, it uh, or size wise, but um, traditionally like a suburban owner of real estate, very, very different from Tishman who are, you know, class A towers and tier one cities, almost like a Boston properties. And he went to, I don't want to say sleepier, but like he, he, it feels to me like he took on a challenge, um, 
and I I'm excited to like see what he does with that with that challenge. Just given what they own, um, I bumped into him the other day, and he he mentioned that they're actively looking to to acquire more properties, and um, so I I'd put that um, put him on our our people to watch list. He's a he's a would be another great guy to talk to. Why do you think he did it? I, I think, uh, and he didn't say this, but I think, um, I think part of it was he was traveling a bunch. So he was like going to Dubai and China and, um, Hobbsbrook's, uh, headquartered in Woburn or Waltham, uh, somewhere in, in 128. And so I think that was part of it, but I also like he, in like the brief sort of quick interactions I've had with him, he is openly, you know, talked about how they've got some work to do. And he, I think he was, ex- it seems like he's excited um, to take a company that is, that is maybe not as um, streamlined and established as Tishman and, and, and like take it to a better place. If I, had to, if I had to guess, um, just just based on like he's he's clearly excited and um, still still it seems like trying to wrap his head around what needs to be done, but that's really cool. Yeah, good dude. What do you think, buddy? You want to put a, a bow on this one? Yeah, I think so. I got us at 52 minutes, so. Solid poke. I think so, too. Thanks for making time, man. I, as always, really enjoy um, spending time with you. Let's keep it going. Okay, buddy. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. See ya.